So today is the day. This is it. You know, for believers in Jesus, Easter is the main event. And it, it's such an amazing experience and uh, privilege to stand before you and to be able to talk about that today. Talk about why it's important. The place has been made more beautiful. There's more music, the choir is singing, and it's, this is a true all over the world as, as believers in Jesus have. I put this a little bit closer, sorry. Maybe that's better. As believers in Jesus gather together and talk about the reality of the fact that death is not final, that there's more to life than just dying and then you're no more because of Jesus and his resurrection, that we, we know that life is worth living. It's just such a privilege to be able to celebrate that this morning. I'm glad our church has a choir. You know, I, I also appreciate Dustin's dedication to the artistry of choral music, which actually is in danger of dying in congregations all over the country. Did you know that? Churches don't necessarily have choirs anymore. But there's something about being led, led in worship by a whole group of singers that's truly wonderful, don't you think? Yeah. Last, last, Sunday, last Sunday, Chris and I worshiped in an African-American congregation in St. Louis, a church called Shalom Church. It was amazing. For one thing, they had on that day, Palm Sunday, a 100-voice men's choir. And, holy cow. It was, it was amazing what they, what they did. <clears throat> you probably know that choirs and choral singing have been a, a huge part of the Mason family life. Uh, uh, in fact, Chris and I met in a singing group as microphone partners, singing cheek to cheek, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> Since that time, 40 years ago, um, it's always been our life choral singing, and especially for Chris as the founding director of the Seattle Children's Chorus. She's taken hundreds and hundreds of children on tours all over the world and successfully returned them to their parents, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> One reason she's been able to do that is she is, uh, well, she's experienced, and she has a system for how to take kids on tour, especially uh, to have loads of fun, make great music, but also to stay safe. And one way she does this is by getting their attention. Her, um, her Yoohoo is kind of famous. Uh, if you've ever been around the choirs, you, you'll, you'll know that she does this thing. She has this real high voice, and she goes, Yoohoo, and everybody answers. Yeah, some of you have been in SCC, you know. And it's, you know, everybody is... It's eyes on her. She has other methods, methods as well. And one is to say to the kids, and you hear her say this all the time, eyes up. It's a saying that has several purposes. One is safety when you're, you know, crossing the city street with 75 adolescents uh, and pre-adolescents. <laughs> the last thing you want is for them to be unaware of cars, buses, and trucks. <laughs> so she says, eyes up. And everybody looks up and, you know, there's a higher level of safety. Another time they hear her say, eyes up, is in concert. 
choir directors are all about this. Dustin, just this morning, <laughs> was telling us uh, about this. If our eyes are in our music, the notes may be correct, but that's only a fraction of what makes for an inspired choral performance. Our ability to stay together rhythmically and dynamically and, and to catch the inspiration of what's really going on is to actually look up at the director. And it makes all the difference when you see a choir looking up and, and following and engaged. But there's another time I remember Chris saying eyes up to her choirs and also to our own daughters. It's when, it's when we're about to miss something. When you go places like Rome, Prague, Rio de Janeiro, London, New York, San Francisco, Hawaii, or even downtown Seattle, you know, you, you don't want the kids to miss the sights because they're too busy checking out what their friends have just been texting or looking at the latest Snapchat that's vying for their attention. Notice what's going on. Eyes up! It's a concept that has a wider application, actually, than just in choirs or on tour. And this, I think, is the kind of thing that the Apostle Paul is talking about in this text that we just heard. He's basically saying, eyes up. You have been raised, offered something amazingly wonderful, life in Christ, so make the most of it. You'll do this by keeping your attention on what Christ is doing in the world, in your world. But it's also possible, totally possible, to miss it depending on where you place your attention, depending on where your eyes are. It's possible even for those who identify themselves as followers of Jesus. It's possible to, to live as if this new resurrection life doesn't matter or even exist. Paul talks about this in terms of not setting our minds on earthly things. That's in verse 2 of that text. But rather to set our minds on things above. Verse 1, this is to, to truly live, is to come alive, to set your, set your eyes up, your mind on things above. Now, I want to be honest here this morning, this is, this is not necessarily easy. In fact, sometimes it's a huge challenge. Sometimes when you look around, all you see is the things of earth. Your eyes are drawn down when you get bad news. Earlier this week, an elderly couple received a phone call from their son who lives far away. The son said he was sorry, but he wouldn't be able to come for a visit over spring break after all. Grandkids say hello. They assured him that they understood. But when they hung up the phone, they didn't dare look at each other. Earlier this week, a woman was called into her supervisor's office to hear that times are hard for the company and they have to let her go. So sorry. 
She cleaned out her desk and she packed away all her hopes for getting ahead and wondered what she would tell her kids. Earlier this week, someone received terrible news from a physician. Someone else heard the words, I've never loved you. Earlier this week, someone's hope was crucified. You know, it's easy to find yourself looking down. So you find yourself kind of shuffling along and eyes down, discouraged, and sometimes it takes a choice, an act of your will to look up and see more of what's really going on. You know, what's, what's really exciting about life in Christ is that he's always doing something. When you set your mind on things above, you begin to notice what's going on, what's really going on. One of my enduring members of my father is something he would almost always say when he got home from work. You need to picture this. A family of eight children, <laughs> several dogs and also cats, in one house. And my, my dad was uh, providing for us and doing a great job, and sometimes he had to work late, and he would come home, and there was a lot of activity and confusion, translate that, chaos, in our home. Things were nuts, loud, active, and I can still hear his voice when he entered a room with who knows what going on in the room. Now, this is 50 years in the past. I can still hear his voice. He would say, what's going on here? <laughs> I always said the same thing. Did any of you have fathers that said the same thing? What's going on here? Everybody would stop and look at him as if to say, not me. <laughs> you know, to the questions about who made this mess or who broke that, not me. But it's such a good question. What's going on here? What's really going on here? Is it the obvious? Is it how things look from an earthly perspective? Or is there, is, is there an invisible reality? Is there something else going on that's not obvious? You know, sometimes, sometimes the reality is hidden. As it says in verse 3 in the message translation of our text, your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. Sometimes what's really going on will be hidden for time. I, I think one of the best examples of this happens in a lot of families, a lot of families that I know of, including mine. Especially when, when young folks are growing into a fuller awareness of who God has created them to be, but they're not quite there yet. Faithful, godly parents who have done a great job raising their kids, they struggle to see what is really going on. They struggle to see that God is at work. 
Let me tell you, a few years can make a huge difference. And I'm now speaking from the closer and closer to the backside of those few years. Parents, hang in there, really. And look up. See what's really going on. And have hope. We experienced the joy of looking up on our, on our last mission trip in Senegal. It's been 10 years now since, we've been, um, since we adopted a village called Jogale. We've been trusting God that, that God's been working. But it's been difficult to see it, to be frank. I, we've just kind of been hanging in there and wondering, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? And um, on this last trip, we actually looked up to see something amazing happen. The establishment of a health hut in our adopted village is now starting to happen. And the way it's happening is just blowing us away. The village is giving land for this to take place. A Christian ministry, they know it's a Christian ministry and they're saying, bring it. This is really, I don't think, I think this is, this is without precedence anywhere in the country that a Wolof village is asking for a Christian ministry to come and be established in their village. It's amazing. I'm so glad we didn't give up too soon. Looking down and not noticing what Jesus was up to. When you get involved in this kind of adventure, you find out how exciting life can really be because you know what? People change. Lives turn around. Your friends and your family, they begin to discover what real, the real purpose for their lives and they begin to live them. And the downcast hopelessness of day-to-day drudgery, meaninglessness is no longer a reality. Here is one of the most precious Gifts about being a disciple of Jesus. Life. It it all began when he conquered death on that first Easter. And he said it best. I came that they may have life. And have it abundantly. Life. What, What an amazing thing. The spark that only God can cause to happen. Even with all the advances of science and technology, only God can create life. Paul says these words, Christ is your life. Verse four of our text. And so this is where we began and where we end with this text. We've been raised with Christ, he says. Meaning that there was an old life that died and now a a new life is the reality. It's amazing. Actually, it's how ancient this concept is. Even before Jesus, in Deuteronomy 30, 19, Moses tells the Israelites, choose life so that you and your descendants may live loving the Lord your God. God has always wanted his people to choose life. And you see, it's a choice. We have a choice to live truly alive in Christ or to miss it. A few years ago, there was an article in the San Francisco newspaper that talked about a man who found a $5 bill on the ground one day. And he resolved from that time on that he would always notice everything on the ground. 
<laughs> and so he did. He scrounged the ground all the time with his eyes, hoping to find more money. And what did it get him? Well, over the years, among other things, 29,516 buttons, <laughs> 52,172 pins, 12 cents, a bent back and a miserly disposition. But he also missed a lot. He missed the glory of sunlight, the radiance of the stars, the smiles of his friends, the brilliance of blue skies. Poor guy. He needed a good choir director to tell him eyes up. <laughs> friends, look up. Be alert to what's really going on around you. What God is doing. And this is where joy is to be found. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, let's pray. Oh God, we pray with the words of the psalmist this morning. To you I lift up my eyes, O oh, you who are enthroned in the heavens. Father, I pray that you would inspire us to notice what you're doing. Sometimes we see, God, only what we're expecting to see. I pray that you would renew our expectation, God, to be expecting you and what you're doing. Thank you for the resurrection of Christ. We thank you for the new life available in him. We pray, God, that you would enable us to look up and see. For we pray in his name, amen.